It's time for Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. It's your chance to be heard, air your grievances, and take your shot. Only on Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. Morning, nine minutes after nine o'clock on a uh, Friday morning. Yeah, I got uh, high school football tonight, college football tomorrow, NFL on Sunday and Monday. I'm telling you, it's a football lover's time of year. The only thing, the only wish I have is that the weather would drop about 20 degrees uh, because we're still hitting close to 100 right now. And, uh, you know, I'm ready for fall to be here. I really am. But uh, anyway, welcome to the program this morning. I am Andy Griffin, your host today. Uh, thanks so much for joining me. As, uh, as usual, during the week, we have a, a plethora of guests, a lot of guests anyway, and uh, all of them experts. I love having people in to talk about their areas of expertise. Uh, Dr. Blodgett and Mayor Pike were here this week, as well as Daryl Cashin, who was in charge of search and rescue. And uh, they all provided some unique perspectives and uh, expertise in their areas. And uh, I really appreciate that. We've got some more experts coming next week. Uh, I think you're going to like our lineup of guests for the uh, coming week. But uh, right now, it's Open Line Friday. That means it's your opportunity to call and, uh, and let me know what's on your mind. 673-5890 is the phone number, 673-5890. Uh, I do want to mention this later on in this program, probably in about a half hour or so, we're going to reveal our sweepstakes winners for the Billy Joel Flyaway sweepstakes. And, uh, yeah, we will, we will uh, actually have two grand prizes, not one, but two. And each of the winners will get two tickets to Billy Joel in Texas and a way to get you there. We're going to fly you from the St. George Airport to Arlington, Texas, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. And then uh, we'll get you a hotel room while you're there as well. So uh, that's coming up in about a half an hour from right now as our, our committee chairman and all-around goofball, uh, uh, Bart Taylor, is grinning at me ear to ear right now. He's pretty pumped about the contest, I guess. Yeah, I'm pumping the fist. Yeah, he's fired up. So uh, we'll get that again. That, that'll be uh, later on in this program, probably around a half an hour from now. Hopefully, you got registered on our website, 890kdxu.com. He's a, what is that, a throwing star? He's, he's, he's dangerous. Oh, it's a, it's a poker chip. Okay. Well, thanks for stopping by, Bart, and showing me your poker chip. Uh, a couple of things to talk about on the program. We do already have some callers on the line as well. I wanted to talk moderation a little bit here in a few minutes, and uh, we have uh, some uh, wise words written by Dr. Glenn Millette. We'll talk about those uh, a little bit in a few minutes, and I also want to talk about this controversy that is uh, beginning to brew surrounding Drew Brees. Uh, Drew Brees is a quarterback from the New Orleans Saints. Uh, he's uh, near retirement. He's in his late 30s, has uh, had a fantastic career. He's a, one of those guys, he's undersized, not, not as big as the quarterback should be, and supposedly not as talented or whatever, but he's uh, just carved out an incredible NFL career. And uh, Drew is also the, the parent. I think he has an autistic child or maybe it's a Down syndrome child. Either way, uh, he has really uh, kind of served as a role model in how to raise a family when uh, faced with particular difficulties. I have I have a ton of respect for Drew Brees. Uh, I think he's a great man. And uh, Drew Brees made a, made a statement yesterday uh, in preparation for National Take Your Bible to School Day, which has been around for five years now. And uh, basically he said, you know, I, I really fully support this. I think it's a great cause. I think that the kids should take their Bible to school and maybe learn their favorite Bible verse. And uh, his video was distributed through a group called Focus on the Family. Now, you say, hey, I know that. Focus on the Family. Yeah, we play Focus on the Family right here on KDXU. Uh, Focus on the Family is a 
conservative Christian group that sends out messages on a daily basis. It's a minute and a half, a little message they send out, uh, basically on ways to enhance your life and your family's life. And uh, as traditional Christians, they are uh, for traditional marriage. And a lot of people in the uh, in, in the uh, c- the liberal community say, well, if you're uh, for traditional Christian values, you're against LGBTQ. And therefore, Drew Brees, in going with Focus on the Family, has uh, come out basically as a celebrity and said, I'm against gay people. That's basically how they're extrapolating this whole thing. And uh, I, it just... It just really, really bothers me. Uh, you have all these very, very left-leaning, very liberal conservatives come out, and they say things that are completely outlandish, uh, just, just just beyond the pale outlandish. And and here Drew Brees says, yeah, I, I think we should take our Bibles to school. I think it's a good thing to be a Christian and to learn a Bible verse. And he even cites his own little Bible verse uh, in, in the 22-second uh, video on why he likes it. And he's being vilified. He's being vilified by the, uh, by the, most of the press, including Newsweek. He's being vilified by uh, other celebrities who uh, feel like that he has no right to come out with a conservative stance and uh, be, quote, unquote, anti-gay. And it's just, uh, it's, it's just ridiculous. And I think it, it is a good example of where we're headed now with our media, where we're headed now with our uh, our public view and and the thing that that I think bugs me the most about this is they're they're all over it the, the media is all over it they're they're feeding us how terrible this thing is and I think they represent a very small percentage of what Americans really believe I think Americans really believe in the Bible most Americans I think believe in the Bible they believe in that this fun that this country was founded uh and, and, and with by God-fearing people who believe that the Christian values are the correct way to to live your life, and so it it's almost like the media has set itself up, especially groups like CNN and MSNBC and some of those. They've set themselves up to go like a war. It's like a battle. It's like okay, we're going to be the counterpoint to America, to the American people. It's just to me, it's just nuts. I, 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 it makes me sick to my stomach that a, a great man like Drew Brees, a great family man and a great Christian and a great athlete and a great celebrity, he makes a harmless statement about taking your, your Bible to school, and now he's the bad guy, according to the uh, national press. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Seth, you're on. What's uh, Didn't we just hear from you a few minutes ago, Seth? No, it's a different program, sir. You're not allowed to listen to anything about brains. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Different guy, okay. different program. Go ahead, then. <laughs> uh, what percentage of the U.S. population, and probably uh, in in Muslim countries and other countries, uh, excluded because they're supposed to be zero in those other countries, right. but here in, in the land of the free and the home of the brave, what do you think the, the total percentage of the population that would fall in the LGBTQXYZ. Well, here, here's the thing that's crazy to me is that the, the media says that about 7%, 7 to 8%. But I don't even believe the media anymore. Who, in my mind, I think it's a lot lower than that, personally. Well, let's be generous. Let's say it's 10%. Okay. Okay. Why does 10% of the dog on its tail wag the whole dog? Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if this is a representative constitutional republic, um, uh, we we of course, and I would never suggest we abuse anybody or demean them or do anything inappropriate that you wouldn't do to your wife or your children or to your closest friend. So it, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we need to be rational about this. And we're really not. If you know, if we throw out one of these uh, demeaning kinds of concepts about anybody, um, it, it, it just uh, when we want to politicize something, we use we call people a racist or a bigot or a homophobe or all these other things. But that's not really why I called. I, the the question of the day I'd like to ask you is how many people will or have died from Dorian? Mm, well, the estimates from the Bahamas is there's 20 dead and, and several hundred missing. I heard thousands. Yeah? Okay. That never will be heard again. Seven or eight or ten people have had heart attacks, falling off of ladders, and, and the uh, economic damage... Um, all up and down. I mean, this thing could have the potential of running through New York City if, uh, if because uh, it's right on the coast, right, at, right. at sea level. Okay, and so um, if we have let's let's take the high number here. If thousands of people and maybe a trillion dollars is going to be lost. That's like an invasion. That's like an army. Uh, if there was an army or an invasion force or aliens or whatever you, you want to imagine that would be attacking our country, why don't we try to defend ourselves in several ways? Why don't we attack the, the actual mechanism, the way we do, to try to mitigate, to find a way to direct it away? while China maybe and Russia are directing it toward us because all of these major powers have the same abilities. Hmm. Okay? Why don't we decide that there is a certain elevation near the coast which is too dangerous? We're talking the Gulf Coast and up and down the, the east and west coast and say, if you're not above X number of feet, Maybe you shouldn't have a permanent living dwelling in a floodplain. Mm, except we love our beaches, right? I mean, there's money to be well, made there. Okay, okay, if you want to go to the beach, and and uh, there are temporary structures there, you can laugh and play, and I like the beach just as much as anybody uh, possibly could be. It's a delightful, invigorating kind of place to go. However... You probably shouldn't live there, hmm. okay? Yeah. And there should be a line or something that would say, okay, at a certain elevation, if you're below sea level, or like Florida, uh, I think the, the last I heard, and of course the water levels are changing, that the, that the uh, highest place in Florida is 27 or 28 feet. Right, right. Okay, okay. So uh, it doesn't. When you got eight and ten and twelve feet storm surges coming from this, this, these weather catastrophes that they are, why can't we be smarter and say uh, it used to be in St. George 
that nobody would build out in, in uh, the fields in Bloomington because uh, they put their cotton crop there, and it's a floodplain in the, and, and the uh, Virgin River in the Santa Clara would almost every time wipe out the cotton crop. Right. Now, why are counties and cities and states selling property in floodplains? It seems like to me that you're talking about money. You're talking, you know, the, the beach houses that, that get built, it's because somebody wants to make a lot of money. These houses that are built on floodplains and right on the riverbanks, even though our 100-year flood comes every 10 years, not 100 years. It seems, like year. it's all, it seems like it's all, yeah, I think, I think it's all about money. Who's that John somebody at ABC and then at Fox? Uh, the Stossel? Uh, Stossel. Yeah. He built a beach house, and he knew all about this. And he built a beach house, and, and we, the taxpayers, paid to rebuild it. Hmm. Okay? And he got on the air and, and said, here's my beach house, this is what I did, and now you folks are going to rebuild it for me. Wow. Okay? So it, it's like Trump being mad at, at Russia and, and, and China because they're, they're doing illegal kinds of things with um, – patents and all kinds of things. I know I've been involved with that. They like to steal my ideas. Mm. And and so uh, so Trump is mad at him, and he's trying to fix it, and, and this and that. And, and, of course, when you do this, you risk war. I found that economic uh, uh, warfare leads to bombs and guns or maybe weather warfare going on at the same time. So it's a very dangerous kind of thing. But on the other hand, when they brutalize us, and I, uh, I hope if you'll let me know when your, your father's going to be on again, I'd like to talk to him about some rational approaches to weather. Oh, he would love that. In fact, he's probably listening right now going, oh, yeah, yeah I got ideas. I got ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the kind of person I'd like to talk to. And, uh, and by the way, uh, your guests, the doctors and the mayors and those things, uh, it's a delight that they're on uh, on a regular basis. So we get a chance to visit with them about the waste and, and the recycling and all those kinds of things. And we talk to the decision makers directly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Thank you, Seth, for the call today. It's great to talk to you. Thank you, sir. As always. It is uh, 23 minutes after 9. Let's go to line 2. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. How are you? Great. How are you, Andy? Good. Good to hear your voice. What's on your mind? A couple of things. First off, Seth got me thinking about these hurricanes and stuff. First, he talked about bombing them. But what causes a hurricane in a certain season? Isn't it warm water? Yeah, we'd have to get my dad on. I'm not a meteorologist. I, I think it's warm water and cold water and the conflux of things that I, I don't know for sure. In fact, my dad's probably right now scratching his head going, what did, where did I go wrong with this son of mine? He doesn't even know. <laughs> but anyway, I understand when the water's warm, it juices them up real good. So my idea is let's get some big ships and go down to the South Pole and pull some big icebergs in front of these hurricanes and cool that water off. Mm. Enough said about that. Anyway, on your Drew Brees, yeah. good for him. And now, who are these people who label this stuff as hate speech, hate groups? Yeah, these, far, far left, right? Yeah, these are the people that that say we're. Anytime we say something conservative, oh, you're 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 bigot. You're you know you're racist. You're this is hate speech. 
you know, we've had a situation close to home that kind of got lost in the whatever. You yeah. remember a couple of weeks ago we had a couple up there at a Real game, and what were they flying? A Betsy Ross flag, correct? Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, I kind of remember hearing about this. Maybe you can fill me in a little more. Anyway, they were flying it because they're patriotic and basically because the Kaepernick thing happened, you know, with the shoes and right. the label that hate. So they're up there doing their patriotic. They always bring flags to the stadium, so they decide they got this flag and brought it in. And what happened? I don't they know. shot it down, told them to put it away or leave the stadium. Really? This is all Utah. Yeah, it was on Channel 13. I just brought it up a couple of days ago. So they had a Betsy Ross flag, a patriotic Betsy Ross flag at a soccer match in Salt Lake City, Utah, and they got basically told to take it down or get out. Exactly that. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then I just heard the other day San Francisco is trying to, or they did pass a law yeah. that says the NRA is, a, is a, a terrorist group. Yeah, Terrorist group. And so what's going to happen if you're a member of this terrorist group? I don't know. You, you know, be... we, got, we got the little red flag deal now. So if you're flagged, you're a hater. And when you're a hater, what do they do? They come and remove your guns yeah. out of your homes. Well, what, this is one, good thing, one good thing is uh, I don't think, I hope, I pray, and I don't think the rest of the country will follow suit. I think San Francisco has proven itself again and again to be, uh, well, out there, I guess would be the best way to say this. San Francisco has, uh, you know, they've gone way over the edge a long time ago. And, I don't uh, care if it's San Francisco. This is America. Yeah. And you have the right to bear arms. And how can they label that? Because what are they going to do? Label these kids are bringing Bibles to school? Is bringing hate speech into the classroom? Yeah, they're bigots, apparently. According according to them, they're bigots who are anti-gay, period. Anti-gay. Yeah. That's... And this is a big movement that's happening, and we're accepting it. You know, you listen to all these Democratic candidates, and holy cow, they should go to hell out. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah agree, I agree with you on that, and, and I... Here's my here's my thought on that. As we you know, they had their big seven hour new green deal, whatever, and you know, global warming thing. And my thought is, America can't be so gullible as they actually think that these people know what they're talking about. They, they can't be. I, I I fear for this country if people start believing, you know, AOC and and some of. The, I know she wasn't involved with this, but she's been kind of the leader with that. I I just we can't we can't be that gullible, can we? You know, they're pandering to somebody, you know, seven hours, and the next one they're supposed to have is about all this gay and LGBTQTXYZ right. stuff, you know. And right. They must think there's something out there to do this, you know. It's just, it's starting to really make me nervous how crazy they are on the left. And yeah. they're starting to label everybody, you know, and next thing you know, they'll be wanting us to tattle on our neighbor. Well, we need to, I think our job is to make sure that our kids and our grandkids understand that exactly what we're saying here, that that America is not like those people. America is, is we're smarter than that. We're, we're not going to fall for the, you know, it's the, the, the devil in, in the Garden of Eden with the apple. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're not going to fall for that. Time do we listen to, talk to our kids. They're yeah. on social media, and social media is the worst when it comes to this crap. Yeah. 
So it's time to pull the phones or do something because it's getting bad out there. And yep. I'm afraid for this next generation what we're leaving them. It's going to be scary. Yep. Thanks, Sammy. Thanks for the call today. Good to talk to you. Yeah, I, I, I fear, in fact, I take that very personally when, when this stuff is out there. And I talk to my – I have two daughters left at home. My, my sons are grown, and fortunately they're not kook cuckoo like some people out there uh, but i talk to my daughters about this stuff i say hey did you hear about this and they're invariably oh yeah i heard about that at school and and i'll ask them what did you hear and they'll they'll say well you know i heard that you know drew Brees is a racist or whatever or a bigot I'm like, no you didn't hear the story you didn't hear the whole story and then i'll sit down with my daughters and i'll explain to them the whole story and fortunately, my daughters, they're 17 and 15. They have good heads on their shoulders. And they don't, they don't generally believe stuff they hear at school anyway. There's a lot of garbage that goes on at school. I mean, you, you walk through the hallway of a high school or middle school nowadays. Oy. Oy. But uh, my, my daughters are smart enough to, to go in with a skeptical ear. When other kids are saying this is happening and that is happening, they'll say, I'm not sure about that. And they'll ask me or they'll ask their mother or they'll ask a, a teacher. And, uh, and, and I love that about them. And I think it's important to be skeptical, to be honest with yourself. But we as parents and grandparents, our duty is to make sure that we're there for them, that we're accessible, and then we're telling them, look, Drew, Re- Drew Brees isn't a bigot. Drew Brees did a good thing. And these people are trying to frame it and, and, and rearrange it so that it looks like he's a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. He's a good guy. That's our job. It's time for Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. It's your chance to be heard, air your grievances, and take your shot. Only on Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. All right, so I'm kind of excited because uh, Bart came in and he's got a list of the winners, our two winners for our grand prize sweepstakes. But we're not going to announce those for about another 10 minutes or so. So if you're excited and might hear your name, well, just hang on just a minute. We're, we're not quite ready for that yet. But Bart is our, he's actually a sales manager here, but he calls himself the committee chair for the, uh, prize, the prize committee chairman. Yeah, that's <laughs> Whatever whatever you want to call yourself, Bart. It's all good. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, caller, you're on with Andy on Open Line Friday. How are you? Good morning, you two. How are you today? Good. What's going on? Excellent, excellent. Thanks. Um, just, uh, I wanted to talk about a lot of the congressmen nationwide. It looks like there's a, another crack in the scenes here to where a lot of them may be retiring. And... It's, it's just a concern. I, I saw a thing where Chris Stewart was up in, I think, Hurricane uh, a couple weeks back. Yeah. And it, and, it, and it looked like a whole bunch of the, of the anti-Trump crowd showed up. Really? And I didn't know that. Y- y- yes, it was, in the, it was in the spectrum. I saw it in the spectrum. But, okay. But uh, it's it's for the Congress people where they got to run every two years and there's and the and the left and the Democrats have such a arsenal of army of hate Trump and the mm-hmm. anti-Trump thing that even though there there may be ninety percent of us that support Trump that ten percent of the Trump haters are going to show up at every one of these congressmen's town halls etc and make it seem like they're ninety percent of the population I mean it was vicious and 
Chris Stewart, I was kind of neutral on him because I thought he might have been an anti-Trumper like Romney is. But Chris Stewart in that uh, Senate thing uh, where they had that hearing in the Senate with uh, Robert Mueller, he put up a very, very good, strong case to take down the whole Robert Mueller thing. Chris Stewart did a wonderful job at that. But I... Just for all of us listeners, quickly, I feel that we we really need to vocally support Trump because the the Democrats, even though it's a small percent, really, have everybody rocked back on their heels. And if we say that we support Trump, they they call us the racist, they call us the this, they call us the that to shut us up. While Mm -hmm. they're still out there just preaching their hate, and, and we really can't have a whole bunch of congressmen, I hope not, keep retiring because I, I'm putting myself in their shoes. They're probably just kind of sick of it. Yeah, and I, I bet they get like frustrated. You say, what, 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 one of the differences, too, between Republican politicians and the Democrat politicians. Are you there? Sounds well, sounds like we lost him, but uh, again, uh, I you know first of all let me say this I've met uh, I met uh, Chris Stewart a few times I really like the guy I think he's brilliant he's a high achiever not only because he's smart but because he works very very hard in fact I would submit Chris Stewart is one of the hardest working men in politics I've met Mike Lee as well also a very very smart man these are guys who uh, for the most part and I would say ninety five percent of the time they support trump in what he does and who he is and uh i i really like those guys and i, I think I, I could see i agree with what you're saying i could see them getting really sick of the rhetoric and and, and actually the hate being spewed by the anti-trumpers and by other uh, left-wing uh liberals but uh, i think they're smart enough to know that they they've got to hold the line they've got to they've got to stay out there and fight the fight and uh, and not not let you know, let, not let these people get away with it. And, and I think Chris Stewart will do that. Now, Chris Stewart is a military man. He was a, a jet fighter, a, a rescue helicopter, helicopter pilot, uh, a brilliant guy. And I think Chris Stewart is going to fight the fight right, right to the very end uh, and, and do what he has to do. Uh, I really like Chris Stewart and uh, Mike Lee as well. All right, caller, you're on with Andy. How are you today? Good morning. Morning. Hey, um, I want... What happened is, um, has it, if, if any, if this has happened to anyone else? Um, I've had a, another cell phone company um, just hijack my service from me, and all of a sudden, they want me to go with them. Um, Was it a buyout? Did they buy the other company, or what happened? That's what I'm trying to check into. Um, I've heard it happen to other people too. Now, for three or four years now, I, I've just had a simple flip phone. I, I, I don't use one of those smartphones. Just yeah. And um, I buy the track phone cards for twenty dollars a month, and I may, they'll last me maybe forty-five days because I don't use a cell phone that often. Right. I just use an old landline, and I use old postage stamps to pay my bills the old-fashioned way with paper. Nice. But um, yeah, I'm just curious if what well, how I can what I got to do to get get at it get back to track phone service and yeah, that's, then, um, 
That's an interesting topic. I know uh, a few years ago there was a, a company in town called South Central Communications, and they were bought out by Altel, which was then bought out by AT&T. Now, I've kept the same cell service all through these years, and so I actually, without changing services, I went from South Central to Altel to AT&T, and that's where I'm at right now. And uh, fortunately, we've been able to negotiate down, and I'm, I'm not unhappy with my service, but I had no choice in the matter. So I, I know what you're saying, and sometimes it's out of our control. And then the other point I wanted to make, and we should have done this out of national security, is even if even if the government had to subsidize it, we, we should have kept our phone booths and, and pay, pay phones in, in function and running all these years. Because if there's ever an explosion in outer space or like a big sun dot or whatever they call it, uh, our cell phones are going to go down. Hmm. Hmm, good point. I never thought about that. I, th- I thought you were going to say we need our phone booth so that Superman will be able to get dressed. <laughs> no, that's more for uh, Courageous Cat and Minute Mouse. There you, go. there you go. Thanks for the call today. Appreciate okay. it. Bye. Let's go to line three. Caller, you're on with Andy on the open line Friday. How are you? Oh, not too bad. How about you? I'm doing okay, except for there's a few, few bees in my bonnet, as you probably heard. <laughs> well, actually, I tuned in late, so I'm not sure if I... Uh know what the bees are well the the main thing was them making drew Brees out to be a villain because he uh came out in favor of uh, national take your bible to school day and they 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 they're calling him anti anti lgbtq and you know all this stuff and it's just it really bothers me that a guy as good a good a guy as drew Brees is a family man a christian a man who uh you know who's raising an, a a child who i think yeah i think he has a down syndrome child uh, has come out for family values, and now they're making him out to be a bad guy. And that really bothers me. Well, what do you expect? This is the left doing tolerance, coexistence, diversity, and fairness, and civility. Yeah, exactly. You know, the buzzwords that they love to scream at the top of their lungs and demand that everybody else does. And, uh, you know, there's, hey, folks, with what's going on with Drew Brees, you another example of when you hear a lefty say tolerance, this is what they mean. So... It kind of segues with uh, what I was going to talk about. Yeah. Um, we've got a big, big, big push to get rid of guns, those evil, nasty guns, guns that just kill people, guns that kill. Um, hey, folks, I actually took one of my guns mm-hmm. and I put it on the table last night, and I put an empty magazine next to it and a box of ammunition next to that, and I left it there all night. And it didn't load itself up and go kill anybody. Wait a minute. You're telling me your gun, gun was harmless? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it sat there and, uh, you know, no no bullets left the box and jumped into the magazine. And the magazine didn't just, you know, the gun didn't load itself. And uh, it didn't jump up and run down the street and start shooting people. So maybe so, maybe you're saying it's not the gun's fault? Hmm. I know that's that's just way too complicated and uh, <laughs> yeah. probably I don't know maybe way too simplistic, you know, for these for the left. Um, the irony of this is we're been hearing this big push about we have to get rid of guns. We need to do buybacks. We need to confiscate. We need to ban. We need to remove if it saves the life of just one innocent person, folks. Remember this, these are the same people that give standing ovations to post-birth abortion. Yeah. 
These are the people that run around and talk about, we need to fund Planned Parenthood with hundreds and hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars. And, uh, well, we've even got old uh, Bernie running around talking about population control and why go into the third world and, you know, birth control, abort. So, wait a minute. I, I just, what about saving a life? Yeah, when, or is it only the lives that you approve? Well, that's exactly it. And, you know, and, and that's why they can prioritize the rights of a woman versus the rights of an unborn child, or even, as you say, a newly born child. That they're uh, they're they're changing the laws so they can kill those too, and it, and yeah. it makes no sense. Well, and, and I've I've read the Constitution, I've read the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, many, many, many of the founders' writings. Okay. I don't see anywhere in there that it says that a woman has the right to a taxpayer-funded abortion. I don't. Nope. I've, I've read it. I've read it a couple of times, and I can't find that anywhere. But we hear it's a constitutionally protected right. right. But yet, for some reason, there is a Second Amendment that specifically talks about firearms, but that's not a constitutionally protected right. How dare you? You start talking that kind of talk, you're a domestic terrorist. You're evil. But afford all the babies you want. When I when I was a little kid, not not a little kid, I was maybe ten years old. I had a best best buddy. His name was Scott Duke, and Scott Duke had the the nicest looking uh, baseball equipment. We had a little sand lot we used to play baseball on, and uh, because Scott would bring all the equipment, he could make the rules. And when he didn't like a rule, uh, he would change the rule. And that's exactly what they're doing to us because uh, because they think that, well, all right, we, we've got the national attention now. We're going to change the rules to fit us. We're to, let's change the Constitution. Let's change everything so that it will fit exactly what – it'll fit our agenda. Oh, yeah. And, again, doing it out of tolerance, diversity, fairness, civility, and this is how we coexist. Yeah. Coexist by throwing all of your conservatism and your Christianity and your gun ownership and your constitution, put it in that barrel over there and torch it. And then we'll have diversity because we'll all think alike. And, and let's burn all the books, too. Let's, let's go ahead and do that, right? Like, like the Nazis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so, right. And um, I don't know if, uh, if my, my favorite nemesis has called already this morning, but now that I've called, he might. Yeah. Um. If you're listening, my friend, I don't know what military you supposedly served in because you sure love to talk about me leaving the Marine Corps. Yeah. Uh, the military I was in, we were allowed to have opinions. And trust me, when the Bill Clinton, a draft dodger, got elected, oh, yeah, we talked about it quite a bit. We did voice our opinions about our politics. We were allowed to. So, I don't know, maybe the military you supposedly served in was either the Schultz-Stoffel, the Stasi, or the Soviet Army. Yeah, or the Peace Corps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, thanks for the call today. All right. Good to talk to you. All right, we got time for time for one more call, and then we got to get on to uh, some commercials and some prizes that we're going to give away. Caller, you on with Andy. How are you today? Good morning, Andy. I'm well. So many topics and so little time. I know, so, you're right. So let's talk about Drew Brees and the fact that he's being attacked because of uh, him basically supporting the fact that uh, we should read the Bible and 
so when they attack Drew, they're not attacking him. He just happens to be somebody who's advocating reading the Bible and following God. God is the one who told us that homosexuality is a, an abomination. God's the one who says adultery or swinging. And, you know, you got this Ashley Madison and all this other stuff where they encourage you to have an affair. Uh, lying, cheating, stealing, all of these things come from God. They're God's rules, not ours. And so ultimately, all these people are rejecting God and basically calling God a hater. And yet anybody who's ever read the Bible and knows God's attributes knows that the primary attribute of God is love. And so this is the only way that the left can tear down families and, and true godly behavior, is to tear down people who support excuse me, support the Bible and support God. And so we, we need to remember where all this is really directed. It's at directing our very creator. And so, you know, hats off to Drew Brees and everybody else who's a Christian and actually knows the truth. And the truth is that if you're against homosexuality, it's not because you hate people who claim to be homosexuals. Actually, uh, it, it's a loving thing to tell somebody that what they're doing is wrong, because ultimately all of these people are going to go to hell. And I realize there's lots of folks chuckling, yeah, yeah, there's no hell. Well, the day that we all meet our Maker, and we will all die, that is an absolute certainty. Nobody can deny that. The day that you die, you're going to know the truth. Either there is a God and you're accountable to him, or there isn't. I'm betting on there is, and I try to be accountable to him every day. Good call. Good call. I, I agree with you. Thank you for the call today. Good to talk to you. You bet. 9.50 on News Radio 94.9, 890 KDXU. Well, the moment has come. We're going to step aside for a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to announce our sweepstakes winners. Just one final thought before we go to break. Franklin Graham wrote, quote, uh, where is it? I lost my spot. Oh, there we go. He wrote, unless our nation calls on God and we turn our hearts toward him, violence of all types will only continue to escalate. We'll be right back. Joe Shoney is a local loan consultant focusing on customer service. Uh, Joe has been in the business here in Southern Utah for more than 25 years, and he wants to make the process just a little bit easier for you. Uh, here's Donald. By the way, he gets 4.91 stars out of five online reviews. Here's Donald in Cedar City. He said, Joe and his team went far up and beyond for our family. Our costs were below what we normally would have paid. Thank, we can't thank you enough. Uh, here's James in Duck Creek. said, great experience. Uh, not a man for many words, but very well said. And uh, let's see. Uh, in There was a St. George one there. There it is. Uh, uh, John in St. George says, John and his people we dealt with were very helpful and pleasant. They all, uh, they all uh, did everything they could to help us. All done with a smile. Many, many thanks. So Joe Shoney is a guy you want to, if you've got a loan or maybe you want to refinance or maybe reverse mortgage, go talk to Joe Shoney. His phone number is uh, 435-590-6300. His uh, email address is joe.shoney at nafinc.com. Welcome back to the program, 954 on News Radio 94.9, 890KDHU. It is that momentous occasion right now. Uh, Bart's in the studio, but Bart didn't want me to turn on his microphone. Uh, he is our... Uh, oh, you you are going to talk to me? I will talk. All right, Bart. Thanks for talking. This is such an exciting time. He is I mean, a, this has been a great event for this station. He is our prize committee chairman. Yeah, prize committee. That'll be good. <laughs> prize committee chairman. We made that up yesterday. 
That was the, uh, officially the uh, name we made up yesterday for I needed it. a new title. Yeah. As if I don't have enough hats. <laughs> Speaking of hats, we have a, a couple of uh, winners that we are going to announce. Now, again, let's talk about this. Uh, you're, you're the one that put the package together, which I really appreciate. Uh, it kind of honestly caught me by surprise. You came to me and said, hey, uh, how would you like to maybe ha- give out some Billy Joel tickets? I'm like, Billy Joel? And so like Vegas or what? And you're like, no, in Texas. You know, it was a, such a great experience, uh, an opportunity. Um, the with Sky West and American Airlines uh, getting ready to launch this new flight into Dallas yeah. Fort Worth out of St. George. What a great opportunity it is for our community to head down to Texas and at the Texas Ranger Stadium. I re- realized that uh, Billy Joe's playing there and reached out to Live Nation, who provided us a, a, some great tickets and mm-hmm. Holiday Inn that's there just south of uh, the airport. Provided some hotel rooms. And, uh, you know, then obviously American Airlines with in conjunction of SkyWest, the airfare. So it's just an awesome, awesome deal for KDXU. We've got uh, we've got two winners and uh, I'm actually I didn't get any music ready, Bart, but I do have a drum roll. You want to you want a drum okay. roll? Yeah. You got to get a little bit of excitement here. Come on, man. This is good. All right. The, uh, the, the grand prize winners of our Billy Joel flyaway sweepstakes are. Well, so we announce one at a time, I guess, right? Yeah, one we, at a time. Yeah, yeah, one at a time. All right, first of all, uh, winner number one. And drum roll. Melt Hat. Milt Hat is our number one winner. Milt, congratulations. Milt is going to Texas to watch Billy Joel live in concert at the Globe Live Park in Arlington, Texas. Awesome what stuff. What a great job. It's awesome. Milt and his uh, lovely wife will go down there. And the, the only bad thing is I like to play pickleball with Milt. He's going to be unavailable to play pickleball because he's going to be at the concert in October. But uh, I'm sure that we'll make the sacrifice there. You would appreciate it because he beats you all the time. He does. He's pretty good. <laughs> all right. Our second winner of the Billy Joel Flyaway Sweet Six. Meadow Aldridge. Meadow Aldridge. Oh, our two winners. Congratulations, Meadow. Yeah, thank you, Meadow, for registering, for Milt for registering. Congratulations. You guys are going to Texas. This is so cool. Now, I grew up in Texas. I am partial to the state. I know you are. And and I can tell you, it's a great place to be. And uh, hopefully, they'll spend more than just one night there. But they are there for one night for sure. And the Billy Joel concert and the plane tickets. You know, it's just too bad you're a Houston Astro fan. We're talking to, talking to a Dodger fan hey, in here. You I, know what? L.A. all the way. Finally, maybe we'll make it happen this year. Have you Have you ever ever been to L.A.? I guess you've oh, been yes, there for ball many games, times, but, yeah. but but you're a Utah boy. You're from like Vernal, right? Oh wow! Don't hold that against me. Yes, from Vernal. A Vernal. Vernal. How does a Vernal kid become a Dodgers? Fan? Oh come on now! You know, in the years for years, you could hear the one and only voice of the Dodgers, Vin Scully. Vin Scully. Vince Scully was a legend. The AM station, you could, you know, at times at night, you can pick you, it up you in picked Vernal. Up in Vernal pick it you picked up in Vernal, you could pick up Vince Scully? Yeah. Oh, that is really cool. Yeah. You know? That is really cool. But I was on Dodgers all my life. Uh, you know, big baseball fan, so why not root for the, who, who the was, boys in blue? Who was your favorite Dodger of all time? Well, I've got you, so many. Ron Say? Say's there. Steve um, Garvey. Steve Garvey. Davey Lopes. Davey Lopes. I, I could go on. I mean, right now, it's Turner. It's Will Smith. I mean, I got a lot from right now that are playing that are just and, phenomenal. And Piazza played for the Dodgers for a while, a too. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But he was he was more a Mets guy, wasn't you know, he? Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> they, they switched so many times, but... The actual Hershiser, I mean, the years when when Oral was there, you Phenomenal know, eighty eight. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember going in eighty eight 
watching the ball games and his in, in seventh game, just the perfect how, game that he how pitched. How old were you in 1988? Like 20 something? Close. That was 19. I was getting ready 19. to serve a two year tour of duty. Nice. It was beautiful that year. And you got to see Oral pitch. I got to see him pitch. Yes. An interesting story. Uh, about uh, 15 years ago, Roger Clemens was, uh, of course, now his name of steroids and all that stuff. But right, right, right. He was pitching uh, for the Astros. Was a, was a big-time ace for the Astros. And I had managed to arrange some tickets to go see the Astros play at the Rockies in Denver. Oh, Planned this whole trip around this game, right? And uh, and I, I arranged it so I knew exactly what night Clemens would be pitching because I really wanted to see the Rocket pitch, you know. And uh, got it all arranged, got it all put together, got the hotels, traveled out there. And got to the game, and I'm like so excited. And uh, a young Hispanic kid by the name of Juan Rodriguez was warming up, and I'm like, "What is he doing out there?" And uh, the, major league the, debut. The, the, the yeah, the PA guy goes, uh, uh, "Roger Clemens was scheduled to pitch tonight, but he's a late scratch, and pitching for the Astros will be Juan Rodriguez." And I'm like, "I never even heard of this guy." Major League debut. Yeah. yeah, but fortunately, Berkman jacked a couple out in the game, and uh, Biggio got hit by a pitch or two because that's what he does, you know. Always. All-time uh, yes. hit-by-pitch leader in the history of Major League Baseball. So, Anyway, uh, we're out of time. One more time. One more time. Congratulations to Bill Tatt and Meadow Aldridge, our Billy Joel Flyaway Sweepstakes winners. Congratulations, you guys.